Okay, we're we're recording. <laughs> All right, what? take two. Hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, 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 I'm Steph. And I'm KB. And, and we, we are Activate Podcast. We are two Jesus-loving mamas who may cuss a little. This podcast is our passion. Get ready to tag along through the ups and downs of our crazy lives. We're going to bring you guests that will inspire and encourage you to grow in your health and in your faith. We will talk about parenting, relationships, fitness, and nutrition. We will bring you the latest fashion tips and share all of our favorite things. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you some laughs and relatable, inspiring content that will encourage you to activate your life. Hey, 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 Activators. We are three weeks into our special month of highlighting female veterans. We are spotlighting some badass women who have served our country selflessly. Uh, and just we just feel so much here at Activate like they deserve to be recognized. So we're spending the whole month uh, just talking with some incredible, incredible women. Today on the pod, we have Jazz Booth. She's an author, entrepreneur, army veteran, cancer survivor, innovator, philanthropist, and speaker. Jazz founded Final Salute Incorporated in November of 2010 as part of her commitment to never leave a fallen comrade. Throughout her military career, she was dedicated to working with and advocating for soldiers and their family members. In 2005, she was a single parent in the Army Reserves living in New Orleans. That spring, she learned she would be deploying to Iraq, and then a few months later, she lost everything she owned due to Hurricane Katrina. She tried to shift her focus to her platoon that was counting on her for leadership in a combat zone. The very next month in September, she received a devastating diagnosis of an aggressive head, neck, and throat cancer and was now unable to deploy. Her options were limited and posed some very difficult choices. Because of her illness, she had to discharge from the military but she still needed full-time, complex medical care, employment, and a place to live with her young son. When searching for assistance, she was told there were no existing programs for women veterans with children. She found these options unacceptable. This led her to starting Final Salute. She was determined to ensure her fellow sister veterans had a resource in their time of need. She also wanted to ensure they were treated with the dignity and respect they had earned under extremely severe circumstances. Final Salute has raised over $2 million to support homeless women veterans and their children. It's assisted over 3,600 women veterans and children and provided over 12,000 days of housing. Jazz also founded the Miss Veteran America competition and is featured in the documentary Served Like a Girl, honoring the women beyond the uniform and highlighting the service and sacrifice of every woman that has served in the U.S. military. Jazz has been honored for her leadership and community service, including the Oprah Winfrey Standing Ovation Recipient Award, American Veterans Center Lillian Keel Award, CNN Hero, People Magazine Hero Among Us, and YWCA Woman of Distinction. What an incredible story. We are so humbled, so excited to hear this story, and just so thankful for Jazz and her time and her service to our incredible country. Welcome, Jazz. All right. Well, welcome, Jazz. Thank you so, so much for coming on Activate. We're just humbled and so excited to hear your story. Um, and we're just, I, I don't know if we, I gave you any background, but we're just highlighting for the entire month of November, um, female vets, um, be just because y'all are some badass women and deserve some recognition. So mm -hmm. thank you for, for being here. 
I sincerely appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so let's just start at the beginning. Um, what was your driving force for enlisting and how did you choose the Army? So I actually went to um, college first. Uh, there's a lot of misconception about people, you know, going into the military because they, you know, didn't want to do education or because mm. they need student loans repaid or whatever. Sure. I actually went to college on a uh, basketball scholarship. So I didn't, you know, my tuition was paid for. Um, so the funny thing is I went to college. Uh, to, I wanted to be a um, television uh, news reporter. Huh. And, um, yeah, so I'm six feet tall. So when I was going through school, no one told me that, you know, back in the 90s, you know, every news anchor woman was still like five, five and shorter. <laughs> right. So I could not get a job as a news anchor because I was so tall. Gosh, wow. That's so horrible. That <laughs> But, you know, I believe, you know, in a, in a divine, yeah, you know, universe, sure. there's a plan for all of us. So, that's right. you know, maybe that just wasn't, you know, my path. Right. Um, also, yeah. Also, by the time I was a single, a single mother and I had always uh, wanted to show my son that, you know, titles like single mother mm -hmm. or just, you know, terms that society places on you. But it's not, you know, indicative of how successful you can be in life. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to a career path but a tough career path mm -hmm. to show him that I could still do anything that I set my mind to wow. you know regardless of me being a single mom mm -hmm. and the army felt like the toughest career path that you know I could take right. love that yeah that's incredible that's mm -hmm. awesome how old is your son now he is 24 <laughs> he's the one that was in beast mode on Facebook that you posted the other day <laughs> Oh, man. Yes. Yes. That is him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I have a nine-year-old as well. But, yes, my oldest at the time was the one, the baby that was with me when I was uh, a single. Yeah, wow. Awesome. Um, so how did your time in the military affect your family? Um, well, definitely uh, it, it had its ups and downs. But, you know, overall it was a, a positive experience because it gave me opportunities to do travel to places I probably would have not have traveled mm. meet people yeah. um, of, of different you know cultures that I probably would have not have crossed paths with you know it sure. also gave me opportunity to support you know my family mm -hmm. and um, give him a very uh, healthy uh, and fulfilled upbringing. Mm -hmm. So I mentioned in the intro how um, you were about to deploy and then Hurricane Katrina happened. Can you t take us back to that a little bit and tell us what was going on there? Yeah, so I was um, about 30 days out from deploying when um, Hurricane, no, I'm sorry, I was, yeah, about 30 days out from deploying when Hurricane Katrina hit because, because it hit in August. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, it wasn't a big deal because all my stuff was already in storage. My son was with my aunt in Missouri. Mm -hmm. I was going to Iraq. So it was like, you know what? I can replace things when sure. I when I get back. So Hurricane Katrina was not a big problem or issue with me because it was something that, for me, wasn't an immediate concern. Mm -hmm. uh, getting the these young men and women in and out of a combat zone was my immediate mm -hmm. concern. Right. But unfortunately, I received a... Uh, cancer, a head, neck, and throat cancer diagnosis um, right after Katrina. So that left me unable to deploy. And that's when the bulk of my problems started. Wow. What was your MOS? Um, I am, I, I'm actually
actually, um, you said MOS. Oh, I'm impressed that you said MOS. I am too. I am too. I don't even know what (laughs) she's talking about. (laughs) I just wanted to, yeah, if we can tell everybody what your job was. Yeah. I was like, okay. (laughs) Sorry. Um, (laughs) So I was a 42 hotel, which is a senior human resources officer, which is pretty much like uh, HR in the civilian world. Cool. Okay, so you get this devastating diagnosis, and then what? Um, well, the first thing I had to do was I, well, after I came to terms with, wow, you have cancer, yeah. you have, you know, um, you're almost stage three, Gosh. it was like a kick in the gut. Um, I couldn't deploy, I couldn't go with my troops, I was so worried about them because we were a family, mm-hmm. and, you know, I had to hand them over to someone else, pretty sure they were, you know, capable, but it was... Sure. They were my kids, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and so they were taken away from me. And then I was worried about my son, of course, because I'm the only parent that he has. Yep. And, um, you know, if something happens to me, then, you know, he's, he's pretty much, you know, orphaned. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just told my, I, I told my aunt what was happening because, um, because she had him and I asked her if she could keep him a little longer, mm-hmm. but I asked her not to tell him I was sick because I didn't want mm-hmm. him to worry about me. Right. Um, so I spent the next uh, six months down at Brook Army Medical Center in San Antonio, Texas. I had uh, two surgeries and 30 cycles of radiation. Oh, wow. Um, and thankfully the uh, cancer, um, did respond to the radiation and it was um, able to get a remission. Wow. Praise God. Yeah. Oh, wow. How old was he at the time? Well, that's also the easy part of this story. (laughs) (laughs) What was your question? How old was your son at the time? Uh, so this was 2005. Okay. So what is it? About 12, 13? Yeah. Wow. Maybe about 10 or 11. Yeah. Okay, so you said that's the easy part. What happens next? Well, I was homeless. Yeah. Um, after being released from the hospital, um, I couldn't go back to my unit in New Orleans because, of course, of the because of the hurricane. Mm-hmm. Um, and my unit had, you know, that I was attached to had already deployed. And um, at that particular time, there were no existing housing uh, services for homeless women, veterans, and children. And so I basically was a soldier one day and a homeless veteran within a 24-hour period. Wow. That's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that there were no resources available for you. Yeah, so you couldn't deploy, and then they dismissed you? Yeah. Well, the thing is, um, you know, the military, they have a mission. Mm -hmm. Once you're no longer, you know, mission-capable, then, you know, it's— it's, it's just to have a military operation. Like if you're a police officer and you're out of commission, you can no longer do police work. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's the same concept. So, but that's when you rely on the VA right. to take care of you when you no longer can, you know, support the, the military's mission. But the, mili- the, the VA at that point had not really even scratched the surface mm-hmm. right. on the unique needs of women veterans. And so we were essentially afterthoughts. Wow. And so, and so you being the badass woman that you are, (laughs) you pulled up your bootstraps and you, you made a way for future women. Yeah. So I figured out nobody RSVPs to a pity party. Right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I eventually had to stop feeling sorry for myself and was like, you know what? 
No one's coming to save you. You need to get up off your ass, get up off this couch, right. be a mom, be a soldier, and figure this out. Right. And um, that's exactly what I did. Yeah. And so and so that's how Final Salute was born. Right. So I eventually was able to uh, give back uh, 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 a full-time soldier again. And I had honestly thought that, you know, well, maybe I was just like a fluke or like a, a freak accident because mm-hmm. I had never heard of homeless women veterans. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, maybe it's not a, a problem. A thing, right. So I happened to be... Yeah, so I happened to be home one day watching the Oprah show, and she showed this homeless woman veteran that was living out of her car, and I was like, wow, well, you know, it's been like five years since my ordeal, Mm -hmm. you know, certainly, you know, times have changed and caught up the better with women veterans, Right. and after doing just, uh, you know, a quick, a little quick research on housing programs and supportive services for homeless women veterans, there were no hits, and I was like, you have got to be freaking kidding me, you know, I have friends who are double amputees, friends who have PTSD mm-hmm. that are women. Yeah. And so it was at that point that, you know, I decided that, you know, if, if nothing exists, then I, I have to bring something, you know, into existence. And yes, that, that's how Final Salute was born. Wow. That's amazing. That is amazing. So what have you been, I, I kind of highlighted the millions of dollars that you've raised, the number of people that you've helped, but... I mean, how did how that do start? Yeah, that? how does that start? How do you how do you have that idea, and then how do you actually make it happen? Well, I tell people that people look at a, a nonprofit as just that, but a nonprofit is a business, right? And you know, you have to think business minded, mm-hmm. which means you have to go out there and you know join groups. You have to network. You have to get involved in social media. You have to tap a presence anywhere you can and also use as many free resources as you can. Right. Um, but for me, I started my organization while on active duty. And so I always laugh when I say duty because my nine-year-old always goes, Mom, you said duty. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so I, you know, was uh, still a soldier in uniform. Um, that was trying to help, you know, other, you know, fallen comrades who on hard times. Mm-hmm. And also, no one was talking about homeless, homelessness among women veterans. And so I was part of starting the national conversation, which really helped. Mm-hmm. And because there were no other existing organizations that had that unique focus, I, I kind of had the floor. Right. So awesome. You had a leg up because you know, there was no one out there doing that. Right. So I, I basically, you know, uh, became what the military would call like a subject matter expert in the absence of any expertise. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't call myself an, ex- an expert. I was, it was definitely a trial and error experience as with any other type of business. Sure. But they listen, you know, fortunately, when, when, when people are in uniform, they, they listen to you. They, you know, the uniform provides a certain amount of, you know, respect. But it's unfortunate that when that uniform comes off mm-hmm. and people only see you as a veteran, you know, sometimes they're, your voice isn't as, as loud and you're not as paid as much attention to. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So you were you were not honorably discharged. You were still in the military, but homeless. Um, well, I was honorably. The thing is, I was a reservist at the time. So okay. I got activated for deployment. Okay. Right. So basically, you do get discharged off of active duty but you go back into a reserve status so Perfect. for that exercise for the campaign that i was activated for 
um, I was given an honorable discharge, okay. although I did not avoid. Got it. Okay. Man. Okay. So tell us, we will backtrack a little, um, but tell us then like, so you've had like incredible things happen now because of your work, your philanthropy work. Like, I, like you mentioned Oprah Winfrey. I have to know, like, how did this Oprah right. Winfrey thing happen? <laughs> so, um, so a lot of the people that we've helped and touched, um, they often reach out to people to share their testimonies sure. and say, you know what, this organization truly helped me. And so I guess one of the, the ladies that we were able to help reached out to Oprah oh, so um, cool. and said, hey, this lady helped me. You guys should, you know, reach out to her and support her. Yeah. And so her people called me and I was like, I don't know who this is playing <laughs> on my phone, but this is this funny. <laughs> Says um, awesome. <laughs> but like I, you know, like so the time for that, but yeah, so but it was actually Oprah's people, and they said, well, Oprah is doing this Life You Want tour where she's recognizing groups of people in the D.C. metro area, uh, well, groups of people in the cities that she's going to, and mm -hmm. she's going to be recognizing a group of people in the D.C. metro area, mm -hmm. and so she wanted you to be a part of that group. So I was like, cool. She's like, yeah, Oprah, she'll call all of you guys up on stage. And, you know, the audience was, audience will just applaud you. And then you go back to your seat. Right. So I was like, okay, that's cool. I'm down. And so, um, yeah, so I, I get there. Thankfully, I dress for the occasion. Yeah. Because um, I'm just going to come in just like jeans and a t-shirt and be like, hey, yeah. hey I love her. Right. And so uh, Oprah, Oprah gets up on stage um, and she's like, we want to recognize a, a bold woman from Washington, D.C., and I was like, oh, my God, they're honoring someone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I must, my group must be after this person. Oh, my and gosh. And she goes, where's Jazz Booth? Oh, and I look around like, oh, my God, where's Jazz Booth? Where's Jazz? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? What a lucky. My hands are sweating friend, just listening to my, the story. <laughs> right. My friend was like, bitch, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it is me. I'm just booth. Oh my gosh. All right. So oh. before they did the show, they came over to the house and took like they asked us to send us pictures of things we were doing. They took videos of the house. And so I guess they used that to put a sizzle uh, like a reel together. Sure. So they played the reel live and I was just like, Wow. So I'm sitting there and oh yes, Oprah touched me. She oh, did touch me. Um yes. something to me. She gave me such sincere loving advice but i'm so busy staring at her i can't even remember, <laughs> can't remember what it was <laughs> did we record yeah, this <laughs> i remember wow um, yeah and i was just like wow and you know yes it's great to meet oprah and to have but the, the thing that i want people to take away from that is you know um often when you're just starting out or when you're not as you know, quote unquote, big as other people, mm -hmm. um, you may feel like nobody's watching, nobody's going to care because I don't have $20 million mm -hmm. in the bank or, you know, I don't have 50 houses nationwide, you know, nobody's really going to pay attention to me. Mm -hmm. And I want people to know that people are paying attention. Mm -hmm. You know, in the grand scheme of things, Oprah and her team should have never known, you know, that I existed. Right. But because I, we, my org was able to positively impact the lives of a woman veteran, she recognized that and she reached out. So, you know, someone's always watching. So never think that your efforts, you know, 
um, are in vain. Right. Love that. And that's a great lesson. Yeah. Don't give up. Uh, okay. So wh- how long ago was the Oprah thing? years ago i'm not sure when she did her life you want to her but i don't think it was more than six years ago yeah so is this year so you're out of the military now is that what i'm gathering yes i got out um i got i got off i got out officially uh last year okay uh, 2018 but i came off of active duty um in 2014 cool yeah so is this like your full-time gig now or i saw something about um Workout clothes. Oh, so my husband had... Okay, shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> Wait, we're here for it. We're that's, here for it. That's our right. life. Steph and I live in workout clothes. <laughs> well, thank you. So my husband is a uh, disabled Marine combat veteran, and mm-hmm. he just uh, started his own um, personal training business, um, and then he launched an apparel line uh, as part of Combat Core Fitness. Oh. So if you work out, guy or girls, Please go and purchase some stuff. I do wear his stuff, and I do purchase everything um, of his that I buy because I'm supporting a veteran business. That's so cute. Um, I love that. I, I also, I also purchase things that's known to my friends and hopes that they'll, you know, buy the next set or whatever. Yes. But, but yeah. So you know, veterans are very entrepreneurial in in spirit, and so you know, he's he does have a full time job. He works for the government, mm-hmm. um, and so he does this, you know, um, on the side. And this is, you know very therapeutic for him to be able to you know help people and you know um, help them meet their goals and support them and I think as veterans that's just a part of us and we we find ways to do that after we leave the military um yeah but so reference uh final salute I am not uh paid so I'm pretty much like a full-time volunteer even Mm -hmm. though it's my business yeah um I was paid for a little while but now I'm a 100% disabled veteran so I'm no longer in payroll which is fine sure um but I also Steph and but, I are really trying to put yeah. together a, an event. I'm like, and so hmm, yeah, <laughs> now we have our, our first speaker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, sign me up. I'd be honored to. That is incredible. So okay, so that's so cool. So so basically, you're not paid, but it's your like full time gig right now. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So you know, I um, like I said, I'm disabled, so I battle depression. I just had a knee replacement. I had spinal fusion surgery last mm. year. Oh. I'm gonna be the bionic woman by Dang. 2021. Yeah, like, you're, know. you're all beat uh, up. <laughs> yeah, so it gives me the opportunity to heal, but it also still gives me the opportunity to get back. Yeah. Um, and speaking engagements, so you know, they're they're great, and I'm able to speak about my org when I'm out. Mm-hmm. I actually have three speaking engagements. Um, between. Uh, tomorrow and next Thursday. So nice. I'm yeah. pretty busy. Yeah. How do yeah. you, just out of curiosity, because we both, like, besides having an event, I think we, like, I have a network marketing business and, you know, like, we're pretty social media known and whatever, but it's like, how do you take that first step to, like, ask for or find speaking engagements? Um, well, I am, uh, I am repped by a, uh, Speakers Bureau, the Women Veterans Speakers Bureau, cool. but also I I have so much presence for my nonprofit that you know a lot of people recommend me. Yeah, my recommendations are always good. Um, people learn about my story and they want to hear it. They want to share it with yeah. their group. So um, a lot of it's word of mouth, and some of it's do my represent my representation. Cool. 
Love that. Yeah. So, okay. So Steph, I'll make some calls for you and you make right. some calls for me. And then <laughs> if you'll just take us exactly. both. <laughs> Have you heard of? You, exactly. yeah, <laughs> I love it. Uh, so one thing I've been asking, um, the, the veterans that we've had on this week or this month is how it, how was it to be a woman in such a male dominated space? I would say it, um, it, it definitely, you know, um, had its challenges. Sure. Um, you know, there are, are still, you know, a, a lot of uh, old school thinking sure. mm-hmm. of, you know, people not wanting, you know, women in combat positions, but let alone wanting them in the military period. Right. You know, so there's always going to be that. Um, but, you know, um, for me, I'm, I'm six foot tall, 200 pounds. So I yep. can definitely <laughs> yep. my own. You're not like, going to have any trouble. It, you <laughs> know, so. So, so in, in that aspect, I really didn't have a lot of, you know, pushback or anything right, like that. Right. But, you know, it's, it's not just, you know, what I try to tell people is the military is not this, like, um, you know, secret society mm-hmm. within America. The military is America. So why people mm. talk about, hey, there's still gender issues. Yeah, yeah there's still gender issues. Yep. There's still race, you know, right. um, issues. So every... Um, you know, problem and prejudice that America has, yes, it still exists in the military. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I, I got it as a woman. I got it as a black woman. Right. I got it as a single mother. Right. You know, so there were different ways that I was, you know, or, or tacked or labeled. Sure. But, you know, I did 17 years honorably. I achieved the rank of major. And I, I, I had a, a good ass, a good ass time. Yeah. You know, as a, as a soldier and a leader. I got so, goosebumps you. when you said that. Deterred. Yeah. Awesome. I, I, I was not deterred be, because of the people who were intimidated. Um, you yeah, know, don't let someone. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Don't let anyone bring down your thunder. Right? Yeah. Um, so was there, and you may have already addressed it, but was there a defining moment or like a biggest life lesson you took out of uh, your time in service? Yeah. So when people uh, usually ask. Uh, people in the military, you know, what was like their most memorable moment and some people, it's, you know, when they deployed or mm-hmm. firefight or even, you know, losing a, a battle buddy. Um, but for me, was giving a um, a uh, Serbian woman a baby shower. Oh, um, that's amazing. So when I was deployed to uh, Kosovo, um, our... They are called local nationals because we're there on their soil. Mm-hmm. Um, they they worked for us. And the cleaning lady um, was uh, uh, pregnant. She was she was like getting ready to you know have her baby. And I said um, I asked the interpreter to ask her when was her baby shower. Mm-hmm. And the interpreter said, uh, well she doesn't understand what that means. Right. I said, well oh maybe they call it something different over here. Mm-hmm. It's when your family and friends get together, they shower you and the baby with gifts. There's mm-hmm. cake. There's games. Yeah. And her response was, we don't have no idea. Showers. Like Aww. my family and friends yeah. have barely have enough out on our time just feeding themselves. Right. And I was just like, you know, wow, the the things we take for granted mm-hmm. or the things that people don't even have the opportunity to do. Right. And so, you know, I'm a mom and I had other, uh, you know, female servers when there were moms. I mm-hmm. went to my boss who was a mom and I said, ma'am, it's her <laughs> duty to give this lady a baby shower. I'm out of the military now, so they can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're not, we're not allowed to leave that. 
know. I love it. I have like the biggest goosebumps. uh, Elaborate baby shower. And yes, even the guys help because we have to smuggle things off face like pampers and stuff. I love it. Even the guys help. And although this was this language language barrier, she got exactly what was happening and what we were doing. She felt that love. Well, can you imagine? Then they probably started doing that. Like, I wonder how many people that has touched. Like, how many people have now had a baby shower, you know? Yeah, and she had a girl, and so when you're, when you're deployed, you have these little small, like, so kind of big, like the twin beds your kids sleep mm-hmm. in. We have those beds. Yeah. And so mostly the only beds you can get, like, the little bed in the bag. So I think my thing for that particular point was Disney Princess. <laughs> and so, um, the yeah, bag. so Love you it. had this hard, hard, hard charging six-foot, 200-pound soldier <laughs> sleeping with pink princess sheets. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. So and cute. so since she was having a girl, I cleaned up all my princess stuff and packed it up and gave it to her. And so I said, when your daughter gets big enough, you know, get this to her. But, you know, you have so many people that talk about, you know, Americans are, you know, tearing up countries and doing mm. things like that. They don't really talk about the bridges that we're building and right, they're talking yeah. about the schools <laughs> that we're securing so little girls can go to school. The reasons so, we're actually know, there, yeah. Right. So it's my belief that when that little girl she's you know she's definitely grown up by now because that was 2005 2000 i'm sorry eight mm-hmm. but she's about 10 years old mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure her mother told her about that act of that's kindness right. from the american soldiers that's right i know? love that that's a I'm great like, story I need some tissues. yeah that's a good one that's huge <laughs> that's incredible all right, so tell us how can we, like Steph and I would love to make a donation to Final Salute. So how can people, like if our activators are listening and they're inspired and would like to do that, how can we find your organization? Yes, you can go online to our website at www.finalsaluteinc.org. There are several ways to donate. You can donate online through PayPal, and there's actually a text to donate code online where you can just text to donate from your phone so there's several different opportunities for for you to get involved in support that's awesome and then all so Steph and I both well I used to work in a gym Steph still works in a gym so we have a huge presence with people who like uh workout clothes yeah so combat core fitness that is that also is there a website for that or is it on Facebook or how do we find combat core fitness yeah so their website is combatcorefit.com um, but yes, they are Combat Core Fitness on Instagram and Combat Core Fitness on Facebook. That is awesome. Well, you'll you'll find our presence on both of those things. Thank you so much. And if anybody has any storefronts where they want to allow my husband to put up a few items, please let me know. Oh, yes, that's great. Yeah. yeah, we'll pass that along for sure. I can't wait. Just the sound, the name of it sounds. Yeah. Like Badass. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and let me know what size you ladies wear so I can give you um, an item so that you can wear it and show it off and let me know how it feels. That's, Represent, yes. And then awesome. we're going to get our event planned, so yeah, we will, we'll, we'll be in touch for that too. Yeah, this was awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Jen, thank you, thank so, you much. so much. Thank you for your service. Happy Veterans Day. Uh, just We are so appreciative of your time and of your service, so just thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you, ladies. You enjoy the rest of your day. You too. You too. Bye-bye. that's a wrap on another episode of activate if you found value or were simply entertained please subscribe rate and review us on your favorite podcasting platform also be sure to follow us on activate pod on facebook and instagram so you don't miss a thing thanks for your support today's the perfect day to activate your life we love y'all